At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It is officially midnight out here in Las Vegas, which means everyone in the continental 48 states is on Saturday. And you know what that means. It's a college basketball Saturday. 140-plus games on the board. If you are a fan of college basketball, I suggest the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast because I broke down every single one of these games because, well... I am crazy enough to do that. It's always a lot of fun to be able to do so, and it's a lot of fun to be able to take a look at these games. As We've got a lot of marquee ones that are going to be coming up. How about if we start out with the SEC? This is going to be a big one, 627-628. Arkansas is going to be playing us to Kentucky. Kentucky is finding themselves a underdog in this game. You're going to be finding them anywhere between two, and I'm seeing as high as three points now at DraftKings and your total on this game. They were between 146.5. DraftKings has a high water mark at 148.5. And when it comes down to it, I did mind saying my total at 148. I'm looking at a lot of these other books. I'm seeing between 146 and 146.5. I'm going to take it over here with regards to this one. You do have an Arkansas team that they do a good job of being able to push the tempo. They're a team that they rank in the top 75 with regards to possessions per game. So they're a team that has been able to do a good job there. As a matter of fact, for Arkansas, more like the top 40. What I think is going to be key for Kentucky saying in this game, Oscar Sheboy. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. This guy is just an absolute machine. 14 plus rebounds in each out of the last eight games for this team. And, and you take a look at Sheboy. 15.2 rebounds per game is what he's grabbing per contest. That leads all of college basketball. Now, the big thing when it comes to this game is what are you going to be able to get out of the backcourt of Kentucky? Because Saitai Washington, Xavier Wheeler, they've been missing each out of the last two games. I would not be surprised if at least one of these guys winds up giving it a go in this game, but I do think that you're going to see either slash both of these guys, if they do wind up playing, they are going to be relatively banged up. That is something that is very important to note because it's not just, is a guy going to wind up playing? Is a guy going to be hundred percent? Because we've already seen Ty Ty Washington play through games a few times and he hasn't been fully hundred percent and it just really doesn't make much of a difference. For Kentucky, if he's not at 100%, so I think that that is very important to take a look at. And then when it comes to what you're able to get on the flip side for Arkansas, you've got to love what you've been able to get out of Jalen Williams, guy that has been able to give you right around 17 or right around 10 and a half points, right around nine and a half boards per game. Stanley Moody, ever since the 
turn of the new year. Has been able to shoot it really well from three-point range over the last 30 days specifically. Has been able to shoot about 38, 39% from three-point range, giving you a double-digit amount of points per game. Arkansas has really been able to do a good job of being able to find the rotation. A team that has not won 12 out of their last 13 games very silently has been able to do so. They're 18 and 10 against the spread. They've been absolutely relentless with that regard, but you do take a look at both of these teams. Both of these teams have been relatively stout defensively with regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis. You've had an Arkansas team that they rank in the top 20, and this is a team that has been supremely good at home. They give up 13.4 points fewer per 100 at home rather than on the road, but this is a Kentucky team that they themselves, with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis, they do rank in the top 20 in all of college basketball. But then a big reason why it's Kellen Grady, a guy that has been able to give you a double-figure amount of points per game. She's 44% from three-point range. If you do have Washington along with Wheeler out of the fold, you're going to see more of Davion Mintz, and Mintz is a guy that's able to give you when he's out there in a starting role north of 10 points per game as well. So I do think that Kentucky is going to be able to hold in this game. I don't know if Kentucky is going to be able to win this game outright. I wound up saying Arkansas is a two-point favorite. I thought that this would be a line in which was going to be a relative pick em. I thought that if anything, maybe you would put Arkansas as that token one-point favorite. Here at three, I think that you're getting good value here with Kentucky. It's a spot in which I do think that Kentucky is a team that I don't necessarily want the money line with, but I do want them with the points. It's an Arkansas team that they shoot it well at the free throw line. They shoot about 75% at the charity stripe, so they're able to execute late. But I think that Kentucky, just with having the most dominant rebounder out there in Oscar Sheway, they're going to be able to hold in this game. So I'm going to be taking a look at the points in this spot with Kentucky and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well as I want to say my total at a 148. I always say it, it doesn't matter whether the game is big or small. There's money to be made on it. Also out there in the early block, we've got a slobber knocker out there on the rise of like, how about if we go 615, 616 on the betting board, IPFW, AKA Fort Wayne. It's a red face off against Detroit, Detroit, anywhere between a three and three and a half point favorite in your total game. You're going to be finding it anywhere between a 140 and a 141. And when it comes to Fort Wayne, you got to love the way that this team has been able to go bombs away from three-point range area team that for the year is now shooting right in the pocket of about 36, 37% from three-point range. But I think what is going to be very important here for Fort Wayne is what you're going to be able to get down low because this is a Detroit team that has been dealing with an injury to Madhu Asich. He's been someone that's been able to get the team right around eight half boards per game. And when it comes to what you're able to get out of this Detroit team, what I think is going to be really important to take a look at is what you've been able to get out of Antoine Davis. And this is a guy that he's been able to do an absolutely amazing job, giving you right around 23 and a half points per game with regards to top scorers in all of college basketball. He ranks in the top five. But with that said, what are you going to be able to put around him? DJ turned it up. Harvey has been able to do a solid job. He's been able to give you 10 plus points in five out of the team's last seven games while at the beginning of his career actually over at Donder Dame. So he's been a solid player for the team, but you take a look at what IPFW has been able to do in conference. They've been doing a terrific job of being able to rip the ball away. Leads the conference with regards to seals per game at right around nine per contest. Since conference play has began, has been the top three-point shooting team at 37.5%. They are not a team that's going to hit the offensive glass, but really neither of these teams are. So I do think that the fact that you've got ASAP out of the fold is made all the more important because Fort Wayne's biggest weakness is not going to be necessarily brought to the forefront. And then when it comes to this Fort Wayne team as well, you got to love what you've been able to get out of Jared Goffrey, shooting 38% from distance, 77.5% at the free line, 15 points per game, 
Both of these teams are very good at the free throw line. Detroit shoots right around 78%. The charity strike, Fort Wayne, 75.9%. Now, I do think that Detroit isn't going to be able to get the job done outright. They've got a guy in six foot ten, Noah Waterman. Last year, he shot 50% from three-point range. Hasn't been quite that this year, but still has been a guy that has been able to contribute whenever he's been out there. He's been dealing with some ailments, but a guy that's able to chip in there right around eight points per contest. They able to shoot 38.5% from three-point range. And for this Detroit team as a collective, they do shoot right around 37% from three-point range. That is one of the better marks that you can find in all of college basketball. But still, this is a Detroit team when it regards the points allowed on a per-possession basis. They are one of the lesser teams in all of college basketball as they rank 330th with regards to possessions per game, which tells you just how really sick and slow this team is, even though they do rank 330th with regards to possessions per game. They're giving up 70 points on the regular because in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, 294th. So I do think the Fort Wayne is going to be old in there. I did why I'm saying this total at 142 just because you've got so few possessions in this game with the way that Detroit is playing that you could wind up seeing a little bit of a lower scoring game. Fort Wayne is able to do a good job, but we have four of turnovers as well. So I do think that they can make things a little bit more yucky with that aspect. And I did wind up saying Fort Wayne as a two-point underdog. So I'm going to be willing to take the points in this spot. And I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. When it comes to games, there are more towards the middle of the day because we've got a lot of good ones that are going to be going down early. We've got a lot of good ones that are going to be going down late. But some of these games that are towards the meat of the schedule. I think are worth taking a look at as well. And I do think that it's worth taking a look at what we're going to be able to get out of Gonzaga on this college basketball Saturday. How about if we go 793-794? Gonzaga is finding themselves in between a 9.5 to a 10-point favorite here against St. Mary's in your Utah's game. They're between 143.5 and 144.5. This game opened up at 11, and the 11s got completely gobbled up, and rightfully so, because I want to say my line on this game 9. If you're currently seeing a 9.5 to a 10, it's pretty much the low point of my buy point on St. Mary's, but I'm still able to buy in. I do think that Gonzaga might be a little bit spent from that big win that they were able to get over San Francisco. And the one team that always plays Gonzaga the toughest out there in the West Coast Conference, that would be St. Mary's. St. Mary's did a good job of being able to get their tempo the first time around that these two teams wanted to play. That was a 74-58 to 58 game. That was ironically enough a spread that you wound up seeing Gonzaga being a favorite of 16 points. And so a lot of you guys wound up getting a push in that one. But I do take a look at the St. Mary's team, and you've got guys that really know their role. Someone like a Alex Dusas is a good mixer and shaker. I like the fact that Kyle Bowen has been able to give you right around six half rebounds per game. Matthias Toss giving you 13 points, six half boards. St. Mary's as a collective has been able to shoot in the high 30s from three-point range. And you guys points a lot on a per-possession basis. St. Mary's has been one of the more stout teams in all of college basketball. You've actually got Gonzaga number three in this aspect. I think that a, a lot of people look at the Gonzaga offense. They look at the tempo. They're in the top 15 in all of college basketball, and they give short shrift to the defense because they see, oh, Gonzaga wanted up giving up 70 points in this game. Well, when you wind up having 75 possessions in the game, giving up 70 is actually not too bad. And for St. Mary's, they themselves rank number 16 in all of college basketball with regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis. I do think that things are going to be a little bit better with regards to the shooting on both sides. I don't think that you're going to have quite as slow of a game as we wound up seeing in game one. Gonzaga did not wind up taking 30 or 60 field goal attempts in that first game. So I do think that things are going to be a little bit more in favor in regards to Gonzaga's simple. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a 50-50 because first time around, 
it was just Gonzaga beating St. Mary's at their game. It was a very, very slow game. And St. Mary's, even though they got their tempo, they weren't able to do much with it. So I do think that you're going to see things a little bit more in the middle. Set this little at 143. So I'm looking at the under, but with Gonzaga, the reason why I do think that they're going to have a little bit of a tough time being a pull away is because St. Mary's is a team that they do a good job of being able to value the ball. Andrew Nemart, along with Rogier Bolton out there in the backcourt, are going to be big guys. Bolton is shooting over 40% from three-point range. In conference, Nemart has had a little bit over a turnover per contest while averaging five-plus assists. He's been absolutely amazing. Now, Chad Holmgren, Drew Jimmy, these are guys that are hard to match up with, especially Holmgren. Three-and-a-half blocks, shooting 44% from three, but I think that St. Mary's going to get their tempo. I think that they're going to hold in this game. Looking at the under and looking to take the points with St. Mary's. Coming up next, going to continue on with this college basketball slate for Saturday right here on VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're experiencing hoops peterson himself on vsin the sports betting network Get everything that you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament guide, including advice, data, and strategies, and you get it all for just $19. That is at beaston.com slash madness. Whether you are filling out a bracket or just betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every single game in every single round of the tournament. Get expert analysis from our experts like... Greg Oops Peterson on every single key team, conference, player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. We've got you covered. And plus, for just $19, you get VEASAN all access through April 5th. That is at VEASAN.com slash madness. Says, it is a great Peterson experience with myself, Greg Oops Peterson. And it is certainly madness. We've got a whole lot of games to break down on this college basketball Saturday. And it is my job to get you guys to the window and the job of the guys behind the scenes is to be able to get me all set up and get me prepared for success and I work with the best in the business. I cannot lie there. You've got my producer Jason Khan doing absolutely amazing work behind the scenes. He was able to get that Scott Robin interview all taken care of along with getting on Ryan Rothstein who joined me in the second hour. So big thanks to him. You've got Nick, our technical director. He does absolutely amazing work. He is a New England Patriots fan in football. I don't know who he's a fan of in college basketball, but whoever he is, I'm sure that their terrific Brad gets me set up on audio. So all these guys do an absolutely terrific job. Without them, I would not be coming at you guys right now. So a big thanks to everyone that helps me out behind the scenes. And now 
kind of take a look at some quality college basketball that's coming up for the Saturday. How about if we wind up going out to the Colonial as we go towards the middle of the slate with this one with 683, 684. Charleston, they're going to be playing against Drexel, the Dragons of Drexel. They're finding themselves a three-point favorite. Your tallest game is anywhere between 150 and a half and 151. It has been really insane to watch this College of Charleston team because typically the mantra is it's a little bit easier to slow down a fast team rather than it is to speed up a slow team. Charleston has been able to speed up everyone this year. They are number two in the country with regards to possessions per game. The only team that has really been faster has been Morgan State. So it's been incredible to watch this team just be able to push a tempo night in and night out. And when it comes to Charles College of Charleston, I do think that they should be able to win this game outright. I did wind up saying them as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. You've got a Drexel team that's been in a little bit of transition. James Butler has been just absolutely amazing for the Drexel team ever since he wound up getting there, wound up averaging a double-double a few seasons ago. Was on pace to be able to average a double-double this year before going down with injury. He has become a little bit of an afterthought. They have pretty much replaced him with Amari Williams. And Williams, to his credit, he's been able to do a terrific job with regards to being able to block shots. He's been able to give you 2.1 blocks per contest. Overall for the year, this may give you nine and a half points, seven and a half rebounds per game. You do have a random camera winter. It has been winter time for him. They will give you right around 15 and a half points, 4.7 assists. The three-point shooting of he and the rest of the team has fallen off a little bit. Someone like Malika Martin, who wound up being in the year, shooting right around 45% from distance. He's now shooting more around 37% from three-point range. Now, getting back to what you're able to get in your new gentleman in Williams, who's really been able to do a solid job down low. You take a look at some of these numbers and they have been a little bit cartoonish as you want to go back to the last eight games. So he's really been able to get some minutes. He's been able to average right around 12 points, nine and a half boards, two blocks per contest. So he's been doing a good job of being able to sure things up down low. But at the same time, it hasn't necessarily yielded a whole heck of a lot more wins. I do think that Drexel is going to be having a tough time with the Charleston team that was able to knock him off the first time around. And Charleston, they do turn the ball over 15 times per contest, just 11 per contest. Out of Drexel, but where Drexel can be exploited is the fact that this is a team that they allow quite a bit of penetration inside, and this is a Charleston team that they do a great job of having John Meeks give you 15 and a half points. He's able to chip in there right around five boards per game. Overall, it's a Charleston team that they do shoot in the mid 30s from three point range. There, a team that they rank right in the neighborhood of about like 200 with regards to three point shooting percentage as a collective. But Renee Smith, Brendan Tucker, these two guys are able to combine for about 24 points per game. Smith shooting 93% of the free line, and then Demetrius Underwood. I think he's going to be the most versatile player in this game. 11 points, 6.5 boards, 3.5 assists per game. I do think that Drexel is going to be a hold up fairly well in this game. Drexel is a team that they allow a lot of trips to the free throw line, but that's just because they've got a lot of possessions in their games in general, and this Charleston team in the top five in all of college basketball with regards to missed shots that they wind up getting a rebound on in all the country, and I think that that's going to be key for them to be able to get the job done in this one. If I'm saying my total at a 151F, I think Charleston, once again, going to get their fast breakneck pace. So I'm looking at the over, and I'm going to be looking at Charleston outright. I do think that they should be able to win this game. I am willing to take them on the money line. With regards to what we're going to be seeing a little bit later on towards the day, we're going to be having some very interesting Pac-12 action, as I do think that this USC versus Oregon game is a fascination. 803-804, UCL, USC opens up a one-and-a-half point underdog. You're not finding them anywhere between a three and four point underdog with your total game and between 138 and a half and 139. I think that this is an excellent by low spot on USC. There's a lot of people are out on them after 
They wanted playing a triple overtime game against poopy Oregon State. But that said, with this USC team, what you've got to love for this team is Evan Mobley. 16 points, 8.5 boards. He's been able to chip in there a little bit over 3.5 assists per game. And at 6'11", has been able to shoot 38.5% from three-point range. That's one of the better marks you're going to find out there in college basketball. You're going up against an Oregon team that they're not necessarily fast. They're not necessarily slow. Oregon is a team that they just play at their mid-tempo as with regards to possessions per game. They rank right around 179th with USC. I was expecting them to honestly be a little bit better on defense because they do a great job of being able to crash the glass. And what I will say about USC, 32nd in the country with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. And they actually do a better job with regards to their defensive efficiency on the road than they do at home. Here are the teams that have been able to do a better job with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis on the road than USC. Navy, Gonzaga, Boise State, BCU, Texas Tech, San Diego State. That is the end of the list. So USC has been able to do a solid job whenever they've gotten away from Los Angeles. And you do have yourself a USC team that is going to be going up against a bunch that does have Will Richardson giving you right around 13.5 points per game from three-point range. Has been able to do a solid job. He's been able to shoot right in the neighborhood of about 43% from three-point range. But you've got a few guys like a Jacob Young. Has necessarily been able to shine the way that you were expecting to. Young is come in from Rutgers. He's been able to get the team right around 10.5 points per contest, but from three-point range, he's only shooting about 28% from distance. Quincy Garrier along with Infali Dante. They combined to be able to give you right around 11 rebounds per game. Was expecting a little bit more out of them. And then you take a look at the flip side and what you're going to be able to get out of this USC team. And Boogie Ellis wanted missing the team's last game against Oregon State. I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up missing this game as well, but at the same time, what else do you wind up having for this team is you are able to get a guy by the name of Drew Peterson. Great name. Giving you 11.5 points per game. Shoots over 40% from three-point range with this USC team as well. Chavez Goodwin has been able to do a solid job down low. He's able to give you right around seven boards per game. So I do think that it's going to be a case in which USC is going to be able to do a solid job in this one. I don't understand why the, moving, why the line has been moving so far against them. Oregon coming off a nice one. USC coming off against a surprising result. I think that this is a good buy low spot on USC. They might have saying them as a one and a half point favorite. So I'm going to be taking a look at USC on the money line. Made my total 137 half. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under as well. I know that our good buddy Sean, he does some great work over here at Visa. And he gets me set up on a lot of the Skype hits I wind up making throughout the week over here at Visa. He's calling for some UNLV versus Boise State. We're going to get to some Boise State versus UNLV. 801-802 on the betting board. You got Boise State anywhere between the pick them to a one-point favorite. Draw this game is a world team 129 and 130 and One of the more interesting splits in all of college basketball is Bryce Hamilton home to road. These splits have been thrown off so badly because he went to Colorado State at that 45-point performance. And he's so good at home. He's averaging 19 points per game. He's able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. On the road, he's like inferno mode, averaging like 24 points per game, shooting 45% from three-point range. So I think that that's one of the more hilarious splits that you're going to find. But with Boise State, do you mind selling them as a two-point favorite? I'm willing to take Boise State as a pick slash a very, very slight favorite. Big thing with Boise State is you do have to avoid the free-throw shooting with this team. They are a team that they shoot right around 65% at the free throw line. They are one of the worst teams at all of college basketball with that regard, but got a quadrant of guys. It give you 10 plus points per game. Tyson DeGenart, Emmanuel Acott, both of these guys give you between 10.3 and 10.4 points per contest. With DeGenart, he's able to shoot right around 30, 43% from three-point range. Acott, more around 41% from the outside. And then Abu Kiab 
has been able to do it all for the same 14 points, two assists, 1.2 steals, six rebounds per game. It's a Boise State team that, with regards points a lot on a per-possession basis, they do rank in the top 25 in all of college basketball. Now, Roy Sam is able to go ham down low for UNLV. Is a guy that he ranks in the top 25 with regards to rebounds per game, nine and a half per contest. So, they will do a relatively solid job there when it comes to UNLV. They've been able to do a very solid job at home. Their home and road splits are very intriguing in that on the road, they're giving up right around 17 and a half points more per 100 possessions than they are at home. So that is something that you do want to be taking a look at with UNLV. I have noticed that Donovan Williams, the number two scorer for UNLV, just been limited with regards to his minutes. I think that that's going to come into play. And then Malade and Armas being able to give this Boise State team eight and a half rebounds per game, being able to match up with Roy Sam, I think is going to allow Boise State to be able to get to victory. Did I am saying this at 129? I'm looking at an under. And with Boise State, I'm willing to lay up to two with them. Coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, take a look at more of these games that we've got on this board for Saturday right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to, ch- to check out the betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where money and bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets or where the money does not match up with the public opinion. Data is available. For money line over under and against the spread bets, betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year round to make you a smarter better. Check out today's betting splits for every single game at vsin.com. As this is a great Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson. I've been alerted by my wonderful producer, Jason, that there has been apparently some lady over here at Circa behind them that is just hitting all sorts of money on the penny slots. All I can tell you right now is that congratulations to you. Now put it on some college basketball and be able to make some real money right here because I think that we're going to be able to do a solid job and you don't need to get super lucky in order to be able to win money in college basketball. You just need to know what you're picking. Be able to utilize some good intel, do your research rather than hoping that some Buffalo machine winds up paying out hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So I do think that we're going to be able to do that here and we're going to be able to go to the ACC for a little bit as we go 651, 652 on the betting board. Virginia Tech, they're going to be at the road. They're going to be facing off against Miami. The Hurricanes of Miami find themselves as a very slight favorite in the spot as you're going to be finding them anywhere between one and one and a half points. Draws game is anywhere between 139 and 140. And I said Miami is a two-point favorite. So you're at up to two. I'd be willing to lay it with them. It's a Virginia Tech team that has been a little bit of an enigma this year and that they are a team that they play at a super controlled tempo. 350th. Uh, 358 D1 teams with regards to possessions for Miami. Not necessarily a blazer themselves. With Miami, you're finding them 221st in the country with regards to possessions per game. But that said, you do have Miami team that you've got Cam, you've got a pair of guys in Isaiah Wong along with Cameron McGussie. These two guys combined to be able to give you about 33.5 points per game. You've been able to get quite a bit of rebounding recently out of Jordan Miller as well. That has been a big issue for this bunch in that with Miami. They have not necessarily been able to have a good rebound rate, a negative rebound rate overall for the season. But Miller, the transfer from George Tech or from George Mason, has been able to help out with that. And then you take a look at this Virginia Tech team, and you've been able to have quite a few guys go off for three-point shooting percentages north of 40%, and his collective shoot right around 39%. You've been able to have Connor Couture give you right around 10 points per game, and for that matter, Justin Mutz, Naheem Aleem, both of these guys. 
They both give you 10 to 10 and a half points per game as well. I was expecting a little bit more out of Storm Murphy, though. A combined nine points in the last four contests has not necessarily been the guy that we were hoping for when he wanted following his coach from Wofford. So that's a little bit of an issue for this Virginia Tech team. What else is a little bit of an issue for this Virginia Tech team is that you really don't have anyone other than Kevin Aluma that's able to do a good job along with Mutz on the glass. Aluma has been able to give you 13 and a half points, right around six and a half points per game, but you don't necessarily get a lot of rebounding out of this Virginia Tech team, so you can't exploit the big weakness that you've got with Miami. And with Miami, I absolutely love what you've been able to get out of the main point guard in this team in Charlie Moore. Moore has given you more as he is able to give you a little bit over two steals per game. Miami is a collective. They do generate eight and a half steals per game with regards to steals force on a per possession basis. This is actually one of the best teams in all of college basketball. You wouldn't expect that necessarily for Miami because they're a slow and controlled tempo team with Miami. They rank in the top 20 with regards to fewest turnovers on a per possession basis, but Miami 15th with regards to turnovers force on a per possession basis with regards to steals. Virginia Tech, they just aren't doing a lot of that. Virginia Tech is 262nd with this category. Now, I will say, they're forcing more turnovers on the road than at home for Virginia Tech, but I do think that Miami is going to be able to have themselves a relatively solid outing here. I do think that your main guards are going to be able to exploit a Virginia Tech team that they just haven't been on defense what you expected them to be. Virginia Tech does a good job of being able to stay bottled up. Virginia Tech does a good job of being able to keep things controlled, but they're outside the top 75 with regards to points a lot on a per possession basis, and I do think that Miami is going to be able to exploit this. I just think that you've got too slow of a game to be able to have yourself in over. I do mind saying my total out of 134, so I'm going to be willing to dive under in this spot, but with that said, it is a team in Miami that I feel like continues to get a little bit undervalued. I'm going to lay up to deuce with them, so laying the two with this Miami team, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under a game that's going to be of intrigue. That's going to be a little bit later on towards the day. How about if we wind up going out there to the great state of Louisiana? 783-784 on the Bangor, Missouri. It's a road to face off against LSU. LSU opened up right around a 13 to a 14 point favorite. Now you're finding LSU clocking at anywhere between 13 and a half and 14 and a half. And your tallest game, you're going to be getting at anywhere between 132 and a half and 133 and a half. Missouri has not necessarily been the world's greatest team to bet on this year. You've got Kobe Brown who's able to give you 13 points, 8 boards per game, but take a look at this Missouri team, and they do rank outside of the top 200 with regards to points scored and points allowed on a per-possession basis. They are going up against an LSU offense, so that they certainly have had their warts. LSU is a team that they turn the ball over 15 times for contest. Now, they themselves, number one in the country with regards to steals force on a per-possession basis, so they do a relatively solid job there, and that's against a Missouri team that they have been able, unable to take care of the ball. Missouri, with regards to turnovers on a per-possession basis, especially on the road, has been one of the worst teams in the Power 5. Missouri committing a turnover overall on 20.5% of their possessions. That's 319th in all of college basketball. And then you take a look at the road splits. They rank in the bottom 25 with this aspect as well. So that is going to be a little bit of an issue, but you've had Amari Davis along Jaron Coleman. You have stepped up for the team a little bit more recently, 9.2 points per contest. Missouri has been able to do a little bit more with regards to their defense. LSU, ever since Xavier Pinson went down with his injury, they've been a little bit more rudderless on offense. Now, I will say Pinson is back at the full, but this is a good revenge spot here for Missouri because that's where Xavier Pinson played last year. That's right, Missouri. So, You've got to feel like they're going to be up for blood a little bit more in this game. You've got an LSU team that 
All right, shooting right around 33% from three. Yeah, I'd love what you're able to get out of Terry Eason, coupled with Terry Estates. These two guys combine for about 30 points per game. They combine to be able to give you right around 12 to 13 boards per game. But I do think that Missouri is going to be a hold up with regards to rebounding. I did wind up setting the spread at a 13 personally. So you're at 13 and a half to 14. I'm going to be willing to take the points. I did wind up setting the total at a 137. You've got yourself a Missouri team that mentioned it with them a little bit earlier. They have been a little bit more of a control team, but I think that you might wind up just getting enough sheer possessions to be able to go for an over in this game because you do have an LSU team that, though they've been able to do a tremendous job on defense, they rank in the top five in all of college basketball with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. This is also an LSU team that they do rank in the top 75 with regards to overall possessions per game, so I do think that you're going to see a little bit more of an up-tempo game, so I'm willing to take a look at this total over and I'm going to be willing to take the points here with a Missouri team that it's called what it is. It's been a little bit of a sad state of affairs for them. It has been a happy state of affairs. Just taking a look at all these games for this college basketball Saturday, though. And I do think that you've got yourself a couple good ones. They're going to be going down out there in the early AM that we have yet to hit on. How about if we go with the Florida Georgia line? No, not the band. I am not much of a country fan, but I am a fan of Florida Georgia when the line winds are coming out on one that I'll be able to make money on. 607, 608, Florida. Find themselves anywhere between 9.5 and, and 10 point favorites in your total on scheme. They're between 143.5 and, and 144.5 and with Georgia. I actually wound up setting them as a 6.5 point underdog. I do think that Florida is a team that is going to be able to win the battle down low because you do have Colin Castleton, a guy that has been able to do a good job of being able to give you right around 2.5 blocks per contest. Is able to chip in their 17 points right around 7 boards per game. But with Georgia, Kerry Oquendo is coming off of a very big performance in which you wound up having north of 25 points in the team's most recent loss. So I do think that he's going to be able to do a solid job in this spot. You've got a Georgia team that, in general, has been having a tough time on the glass because Jalen Ingram wound up going out of the full very early during the season. So Braylon Bridges, really the only guy that's able to give you more than four and a half rebounds per game, but Noah Bauman, the transfer from San Jose State, coupled with USC, he's been able to get the team right around eight and a half points per contest. Guy that from three-point range, shooting north of 40%. So that is able to give this team a little bit more pop. Florida, they only shoot right around 30.5% from three-point range as a collective that ranks in the bottom 75 in all of college basketball. You do have a pair of teams that they don't necessarily play super fast. You don't necessarily have a pair of teams that are playing at a snail's pace either. Florida's right around 255th in the country with the yards possessions per game. Georgia, more on 96. So they're in opposite directions there. But when it comes to this Georgia team, I do think that them being able to lock down on defense a little bit more would be beneficial. They rank 338th in the country with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. Florida, they're more around 54th, but with Florida, they've got big home and road splits. On the road, they give up 12.5 points per 100 possessions basis more than at home, so that is something that you've got to be taking note of with Florida. You really don't have a lot out there in the backcourt. Marion Jones has been able to give you right around nine points per contest. She's in the mid-30s from three-point range. Same goes for Anthony Jerugi. But other than Colin Castleton, you don't have a single guy that gives you more than five rebounds per game. Georgia has been able to give some spirited efforts at home. We saw them knock off Alabama. They wound up coming in within a bucket of being able to take down Auburn as well. Florida is a team that I just don't have a lot of faith in in general. I do think Florida gets the outright win, but they only set them as six half-point favorites. So I'm willing to take the points with Georgia. Florida, I think, is going to be able to get their tempo a very slow and controlled. I did wind up making my total a 138.5 as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under. In the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience, going to be refreshing. 
the play that I'm going to be giving out for DK Nation on this college basketball Saturday and taking a look at just what I like in general on the board. That's up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're experiencing hoops peterson himself on vsin the sports betting network Get an early start on your College Hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full-court bracket betting coverage. Starting on Sunday, March 13th, we've got six hours of free live video streaming on VEASAN.com, including full bracket reveal and opening lines for every single game. The VEASAN College Hoops expert, including, wow, myself, Greg Pearson, will analyze every single game and discuss with the bookmakers the lines to find you the best early value. Don't wait for the Lions to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with Easton's College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th. It's all beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern for free at Beeson.com as it is the final ex- final segment of the Greg Peterson experience. It really is an experience with myself, Greg Peterson. And I do think that it is so important. It's a big reason why I do wind up putting out my spreadsheet, my numbers a little bit earlier than you wind up seeing the books put out their numbers because when you wind up hitting openers, you're able to put yourself in good form. Hey, if you're able to take overnight numbers, because we're right now going through these right now, you're able to get oftentimes a lot better numbers than if you wind up betting the night of the game. Or we all know our buddy who winds up fire, firing in being like, oh, this game is on. It starts in five minutes. Let's fire in on it. You're able to find a little bit of better numbers when you wind up going overnights, when you wind up hitting those openers. So I do think that is very important to take a look at and it's just important to take a look at good spots in general to be able to bet and i think that i found one here for the dk nation play as we go 717 718 Rutgers going to be playing us to wisconsin Rutgers open up a one and a half point favorite now you're seeing it in most places at two and a half i'm seeing a couple straight threes here at circle where i'm at you've got the best number out here in las vegas at a two and your total saying between 132 and a half and 133 and a half and when it comes to the spot, I do mind saying Rutgers is a four and a half point favorite. I am laying it here with the Scarlet Knights, and the big reason why it's just a house of horrors for Wisconsin for one. I mean, even when Frank Kaminsky and company won making the national title game in 2015 for Wisconsin, they still lost at the rack that season. I mean, Rutgers has been able to take down good opponent upon good opponent. They take down Purdue, they take down Illinois, they take down Michigan State. You're able to go on and on with the opponents. Ohio State, there's another one. 
and they just wind up sneaking up on you. And the reason why is because they're so much better on defense than they are on the road rather than at home. Because with Rutgers, this is a point that with regards to a per possession basis, I mean, they've been relatively solid on defense this season. Overall, if you're taking a look at it, they are giving up with regards to a per possession basis, right? In the neighborhood about 96.4 points per 100 possessions. But this is a number that it winds up falling by a grand total of 16.3 points per 100 when they are at home rather than on the road. And it's a Wisconsin team that they do give up the arc a little bit. This is a Wisconsin team that they rank right around 140th in the country with regards to opponents three-point shooting percentage. They allow opponents to shoot 34.9% from three-point range. And Rutgers is a team that, in conference, they've been able to shoot 35% for three-point range. So they've been able to do a solid job there. I do like what you're able to get out of Cliff Amarui down low. I think that he's going to be the best peer rebounder in this game, being able to give you right around eight parts per game. Now with Wisconsin, you got Johnny Davis. And Johnny Davis has been able to give the team 20 and a half points, eight and a half boards, leads the team in assists. So he has been rock solid for this bunch. But also you got a Wisconsin team that they don't necessarily do a good job of being able to generate steals. They rank in the bottom 75 in all of college basketball with regards to steals force on a per-possession basis. So Rutgers is not going to be feeling any sort of out of sorts in this game. And then you've got Ron Harper Jr. giving you 15.5 points, 6 boards, shooting about 39.5% from three-point range. When it comes to this Rutgers team as well, what I think it is just so critical for them is being able to get Paul McKay going. They will give you 9 points, 5.5 assists per game. Does a good job of just being able to play some relatively efficient basketball been able to get some good by committee rebounding with this Rutgers team as well. And for Wisconsin, the big thing is this is a team that they just wind up being able to take care of the ball. They're a team that they do a good job of being able to do the little things, make their free throws, not turn the ball over. I mentioned it with Johnny Davis, the fact that he's been able to be Mr. Do it all for the team, but he's also had four plus turnovers in three of the team's last four contests. This is for our Wisconsin team that ranks in the top five. With regards to few turnovers on a per possession basis in all of college basketball, it's not that Rutgers is necessarily going to go out there and get you a whole bunch of turnovers, but at the same time, they do generate seven and a half steals per game. Geo Baker, Ron Harper Jr., both give you a little bit over a seal per contest. And then you've got Caleb McConnell, I think is one of the more underrated on ball defenders in all of college basketball. Only gives you right around six and a half points per game. Not a guy that's going to shoot it well from three, but five boards, 2.3 steals, 2.3 assists per game as well. And he's just that ultimate glue guy for this Rutgers team. And Rutgers just out there in front of the rack, in front of their home faithful. They always do a rock-solid job, and I think that they're going to do so once again against Wisconsin. You have a Rutgers team that they rank at the bottom 75 of the guards' possessions per game. They do a great job of being able to D up at home. Do I am saying my total at a 130.5, so I'm looking under. And what I gave up for DK Nation, I'm going with Rutgers. I'm willing to lay the points with them. We've only got a few minutes here, so we're going to try it in on. As many marquee games as humanly possible before we wind up getting out. I do think that this is an intriguing one out there in the Big East. Although if we go 653, 654 on the betting board, Seton Hall, it's a red face off against Xavier. The X-Men are finding themselves between a three and three and a half point favorite total on this game. They're between 140 and a half and 141. And when it comes to Xavier, set them as an underdog of one point. I'm willing to take Seton Hall on the money line. Big thing with Seton Hall is that they're going to have like Obialgu down low. I guess they will give you a little bit over three blocks per contest. As a matter of fact, he's giving you more blocks than points this season. Got a Xavier team that they're just doing what they always do under Travis Steele. They are fading away into the abyss in the latter part of the season. You've had Zach Fremantle along with Kobe Jones. 
you know, combined, they'd be able to give you about 13 and a half points per game or 13 and a half boards per game. You've been able to have Jack Nunge do a good job as well, 13.7 boards. But take a look at the Xavier team. They rank right around 65th, 70th in the country with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. So they've been relatively solid there. But when it comes to their offense, they don't do necessarily do one thing great. If you deal with an injury to Nate Johnson when they're better sharp shooters, they shoot right around 71.5% the free line. They shoot about 33.5% from three-point range. They're just really a mundane team in general. I do think that Seton Hall, having Kadari Richardman being a good glue guy, it will give you right around four boards, four assists. Jared Roden, 15 points, seven boards per game. Going to be very beneficial now. They've been able with an injury to Bryce Aiken, and this is a team that they don't necessarily shoot it well from three-point range in general. Seton Hall, they do shoot right around 33% from three-point range, but I do think that they should be able to get the job done in this spot. I did wind up setting Seton Hall as a one-point favorite. I think that this is just an X-Men team until... They wind up showing that they're able to win some of these crunch time games under Travis Steele that got to be taking a look elsewhere, especially when you wind up getting lines like this. So I'm going to be taking a look at the money line with Seton and it's a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well as I wind up saying my total at a 137. Something else that I'm going to be taking a look at for this college basketball Saturday. It's a game that's going to be more towards the evening hours. How about if we wind up getting the rematch of Washington versus Washington State from a little bit earlier in the week? 7:29, 7:30. You've got Washington State finding themselves as a favorite right in the neighborhood of about four and a half to five points. Your tallest game is anywhere between 136 to 136 and a half. This opened up Washington State being a four-point favorite. I do think that the correct move is being made here. I set my line at five, willing to still lay the four and a half that I'm seeing out there at five. It's a max I'm willing to lay, but I'd still be willing to lay it with Washington State. The big thing is I don't understand why the total is so low in this game because you got a Washington team that they rank in the top 50 with regards to possessions per game. I recognize Washington State has been very good on defense. They rank in the top 30 with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis, but you've got a Washington team that they are the complete opposite of that. Washington, 168th in the country with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. Now, I will say this. They give up about 17.5 points fewer per 100 possessions at home than on the road. So Washington has been a little bit better there, but Nate Roberts is only giving you right around six and a half boards per game. When it comes to Washington State, I like what I saw out of Mohamed Gay in the team's last game. He was able to give you 25 points, a guy that's been able to overall for the year, give you five and a half rebounds per game. Effie Obadigi has been able to do a good job being able to give you right around six boards per game as well. And then you got a pair of guys, Michael Flowers, Tyrell Ghost Roberts. They combined to be able to shoot over 90% of the free line. Flowers has been able to give you 13 half points per contest. And then on the flip side, Terrell Brown is a guy that ranks in the top 10 in all of college basketball in regards to points per game. 21 plus points per contest. Problem is, you don't have a lot of support around him. And it's a Washington team that can shoot about 31.5% from three point range. The big reason why you've been able to see quite a few unders be able to come through with Washington is because of that bad three point shooting percentage. But Washington State is a team that they do a relatively solid job of being able to take care of the ball. Washington State has actually been able to be a team that has traveled relatively solidly as well. They actually shoot better from three-point range on the road than they do at home. And for Washington, they shoot just 29% from three-point range at home. That is a bottom 30 mark in all of college basketball. I do think that Washington is going to get plowed a little bit more in this game. Did wind up setting my total at a 141. Got a very up-tempo Washington team. So I'm going to be willing to take a look at the over with Washington State. I am going to be willing to lay up to five with them. We have hit on as many games as we can right here on this show. Just a friendly reminder for every single game on the college basketball betting board. I break those down on the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. You're able to get that 
wherever you find your podcast. And we've got you covered all throughout the day on everything on this college basketball betting board right here on VSIN. Everything from pregame to in game analysis, as this is the Sports Betting Network, the, the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN. Get every. Get every. Get every. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.